Hello there and welcome to the Uplifted Stepmom three-part workshop series. The Uplifted Stepmom is something that we run every every six months approximately and it's a, a free three-part event that stepmoms have grown to love and look forward to and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. There's lots of healing, lots of growth, lots of transformation that happens throughout the Uplifted Stepmom series. Now, the only way to get the full experience of the Uplifted Stepmom series is, of course, to register and grab the workbook and show up at the live videos and make friends inside of our community. And I also realize that sometimes that's just not accessible for people, right? Life is busy got so many things going on it's hard to set aside an hour three times to sit and watch a video to sit and watch a live stream video and sit and receive and sit and be taught so I have decided to release the uplifted stepmom series on audio only on the podcast for a limited time so if you can binge this now I would recommend binging this now. It will not be left up for very long. Um, It will not be left up forever. So please take advantage of it while you can. Over the course of this workshop series, I'm going to be showing you the exact tools, the exact steps to take, the exact mindset shifts to make so that you can create more fulfillment in your personal life more connection in your step family relationships, more peace, less stress, all these things that we want as stepmoms, they could be yours at the end of this three, what's it called? Trilogy. The, the Uplifted Stepmom Trilogy. I'm going to have to switch up. I'm going to have to switch up my naming. So please, I do hope you enjoy. Um, Please also make sure to listen to these in order. Workshop one, followed by workshop two, followed by workshop three, as the content does build on each other. And you will not get the same experience if you pick and choose which ones you would like to listen to based on the titles. So so hashtag that's me. So please do go back and start at number one and work your way through. And I hope you enjoy. I hope that it is extremely powerful and transformative and life-changing for you. I want to start by extending the nicest, warmest, most loving welcome uh, to the Uplifted Stepmom Training Series. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Brittany Lynch. I will be your host for the next couple of weeks throughout this event, hopefully beyond, um, should you make the best decision of your life and choose to join us inside of the Stepmom Story, which is the world's best online coaching and transformation community for stepmoms. So if we have any Stepmom Story members here with us this evening, please go ahead and say hi so I know you're here. Christine, I see you. Anyone else is here that is a member of the story, say hello so I know you're joining in. Um, if you're not a member of the stepmom story yet, but you are also here live, just go ahead and say hello. Let me know where in the world you are joining us from. Let me know if this is your first or second or third or fourth or fifth 
uplifted stepmom series. I think this is this will be our fifth one. So it's pretty, pretty surreal. We've had a lot of gals go through the uplifted series and it's lots of fun. It can be lots and lots and lots of fun. So um, let me know. Let me know also how excited you are to be here. I see Anne. Anne says she's so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Welcome everybody. Hello, Brie. Welcome. And Deb from snowy Wisconsin. Hey, solidarity, my friend. We're, we're Canadian up here, so <laughs> we know all about the snow, yeah? Hi, Sarah Gale. Kathleen from Ontario. Sarah Gale is from Ontario. And Hannah, Laura... Third series for Laura. That's awesome. Ashley, you're a first timer. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, first timer for Kathy. Welcome to you as well. Hello, Brianna. Hi, Anna. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. We've got a great group, don't we? So, hello, April Rose. Second series for you. April is a stepmom story member. Kathy's from Idaho. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to get kicked off, get started, get moving into uh, the uplifted stepmom. So, we're going to get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. You're going to get a lot out of tonight's training. Um, and it's going to be awesome. So if you've got your workbooks, there's a workbook linked in this, in the description of this video, you can go ahead and click it. It's not fillable. So if you're trying to like type into the workbook, it won't work, but the links in the workbook work, but you can't type in the workbook. So if you've got it, if you want to reference it, that's great. If you've got it open, if you want to reference it, um, having it open, that's fine. If you want to print it out, you can do that as well. If you just want to sit and listen and chat and make sure to chat amongst yourselves, right? Support each other. Some of the best stuff that you are going to get from this Uplifted series is being able to connect with other stepmoms from everywhere, maybe even really close to you. So um, make good use of the chat, chat amongst each other, support each other, raise each other up. Um, friends don't let friends, stepmom alone. So we're going to get into, we're going to get right into the nitty gritty of it. So I have a curiosity. I always, I always ask myself questions in my mind. One of the questions I ask myself all the time is, why is it that two in every three step families will fail? Okay. Why is it that 30%, these are real statistics, why is it that 30% of step families break down within the first two years and 50% will break down within the first six years? Okay. Why is that? And why is it that even with that not so awesome statistic, <laughs> There's still 33% of us, 33% of step families that have discovered these keys to making step families last, right? They beat the odds. Why is that? What are those keys? What exactly is it that those step families are doing to beat the odds, to beat, to not become a statistic, right? So that is what we're going to be focusing on tonight and throughout the rest of this workshop series. Okay. What exactly is it that these step families are doing differently 
what is it that they're doing to create peace and harmony and connection and effective communication. That is what we're going to be focusing tonight, next week for the other two workshops that we've got. So throughout the course of this three-part workshop series, I'm going to help you not just to become a more empowered, more peaceful stepmom, but by the end of this event, you are going to leave with a set of tools, a set of processes, some mindset shifts that are going to equip you to become more effective in communicating and connecting with the people in your step family, which means you're going to be able to get people to do what you want them to do <laughs> without feeling like, you, like you've like you got to walk on eggshells to keep the peace, right? Like who's, who's sitting my eggshell walkers in here, right? Without feeling like you've got to beg or plead or nag or whine, right? Where's my bag? Where's my beggars? <laughs> or if you're like me, the kicking and screaming type, right? Maybe a combination of all, all three of them. So I'm just always curious what kind of group we've got when we go into an uplifted challenge. So if you are here because you want your stepkids to respect you, appreciate you, acknowledge you, respect you, if you're here for stepkid stuff, you want to create a better relationship with them, you want to heal some old relationship stuff with your stepkids, go ahead and type uh, one in the chat for me. If you're here because you want your spouse to adapt your same views on parenting, parenting styles, what is fair, what kind of boundaries are fair for your spouse to have with their ex-partner. If you're here because you really want to figure out how can you get your spouse on the same page as you, go ahead and type a two in the chat for me. Okay. If you're here because you want your spouse's ex to become more reasonable, more cooperative, maybe co-parent once in a blue moon, or you've got some, uh, some jealousy or some insecurity, or you don't feel super duper great about your partner's ex, go ahead and type a three in the chat for me, okay? And if you're here because you feel a little bit guilty or a little bit ashamed of the thoughts and the feelings and the behaviors that you have begun to have and feel and think and exhibit since you became a stepmom. A few are here because above all else, you're like, I need to work on myself. This is, this is not me. These thoughts that I'm thinking are not me. These way, I'm so sick of feeling this way. I've lost touch with myself. I'm here to work on me. I am my number one fan. I'm doing the Uplifted series for me. Type a four in the chat for me, okay? So you might fall into one category. You might fall into all the categories. You might have a couple. Either way, you're welcome, okay? If you are like most set moms who end up joining this Uplifted series, there's a pretty good chance that you've probably already done some resource hopping, Okay. Whether that's like books to blogs to podcasts to this influencer and that Facebook group and this community. A lot of stepmoms, by the time they get to the Uplifted series, have really tried to duct tape together some sort of like a cohesive plan that can help you blend your step family. 
And ultimately, you give you this peace of mind and this happiness that you know that you deserve. Okay, if that sounds familiar, let me know. Where are my duct tapers? Because <laughs> social media can be great, right? Social media can be great. It can offer opportunities like this for you and I and our friends around the world to connect over a shared experience. But sometimes when you look around, it can feel like other people just really lucked out and got an easy step family, right? Like we see these influencers on Instagram who are like besties with their spouse's ex. We see these like step families who are literally like the poster children for we're not step, we're not half, we're just family, right? They've got their matching coffee mugs and their matching shirts. (laughs) And it's great, right? Like good for them. That's amazing. But it's not hard for normal, normal people like me, maybe like you, to feel some sort of inadequacy, right? Or longing for that bond that looks like it came so easily for them. Sometimes when we look around and compare ourselves to all the other step families who are out there, like waving their flags of how awesome their step family is, Sometimes it can feel really like depressing, right? That life hasn't been that easy for you. Like you did not fall into one of these like super duper lucky Mickey Mouse step families. And again, if you are a part of that, snaps, right? Like that's awesome. But most folks here are not a part of that, right? And I can't tell you how many times like in the early days of my stepmom career that I sat with this repeating thought in my mind over and over and over and over thinking to myself, maybe you're just not cut out to be a stepmom. This is so effing hard. Maybe you're just not cut out to be a stepmom. And so if you know what that thought is like, if you know what that like aching, lonely, frustrating, defeating feeling is like, no matter what you do, it never seems to be enough. No matter what you say, nobody seems to be able to hear you. I want you to know that you are in the right place. I want you to know that I see you. I want you to know that this uplifted series is for you. And whatever your reasons are for being here, whether your stepkids don't listen, they don't respect you as an authority figure, they don't appreciate anything you do for them, all the things you've given up for them, they don't say please, thank you, hello, goodbye, or your spouse doesn't respect you as an equal parenting figure, they don't ask for your input on parenting, they don't listen to your input on parenting, they go ahead and make decisions without consulting you or even like considering your feelings, Or they get upset or annoyed at you because you have certain feelings about their kids or their ex. Or if your partner's ex is like really effing with your peace, really severely disrupting your peace. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear these three things I'm going to say to you. No matter how much you feel like you're struggling right now, it's not your fault. You're not alone. And there is hope. And I know that can be hard to believe, right? I know that can feel like a stretch sometimes. I've been, I've been in the bottom, I've been in the bottoms of the barrels of the step family world, right? I know that hope can feel really far away sometimes. I know that feeling like there's an option to make things better can feel really far away 
sometimes, right? And I know that most people here have probably tried some things in the past. And there's a pretty good chance that you still haven't seen a whole lot of progress in creating this type of step family that feels safe, that feels welcoming, that feels wholesome and peaceful for whatever reasons, whatever your reasons are that brought you here tonight. So if you're here because you're like throwing your hands up in the air, like, okay, this DIY route isn't working anymore, right? Like, okay, okay, okay. Like my step family is a Pinterest fail. I can't DIY this anymore. This Elmo cake does not look like Elmo. <laughs> I get it, right? I get it. And why is that, right? There's always a why. There's always a root underneath. There's always an answer underneath the why. Why is it so hard for women to receive help? Why are we trying to DIY this, right? Why is it that so many of us feel like we've got to like ride the struggle bus for a certain length of time before we've earned the right to receive support? And not only that, but let me ask you this. Even if you could figure it out on your own, right? Even if you were able to manage to ride that struggle bus long enough, you throw enough spaghetti at the wall that eventually you did figure it out on your own, right? I've got to know, why on earth would you want to? I also know a lot of stepmoms who find their way to the Uplifted Challenge have tried to lean into some sort of support before, right? Like they've realized, nope, I don't want to do this on my own, even if I could. <laughs> I'm no cake decorator. <laughs> I am not going to attempt this Pinterest thing on my own. I'm not a DIYer, right? I am not a DIYer. <laughs> so a lot of folks who end up in the Uplifted Challenge have realized, like, I, I don't want to do this on my own, even if I could. But a lot of folks have found themselves super duper frustrated because they've like tried therapy in the past, right? They've gone to therapy. And I'll tell you right now, this is so surprising to me, but I'll tell you right now, I've heard so many times, more times than I can count now, that people say to me all the time, stepmoms say to me all the time, I love my therapist. Therapy has been so helpful for me, but... My therapist doesn't know how to help me in my step family situation, right? It's almost like my therapist is giving me really bad advice when it comes to my step family situation. And I want to toss in this disclaimer, okay? Like full stop disclaimer here. I'm always an advocate for therapy. I'm so grateful. I'm so fortunate. I'm so blessed that therapy is accessible to us in our household, that we lean into it as much as we do. And also at the same time, the research shows traditional family therapy is only actually helpful to about 30% of step families. I want you to feel the weight of that, right? Traditional family therapy is only helpful for about 30% of step families. And how can that be, right? Therapists are brilliant. Psychologists, social workers, they're brilliant. They're amazing. They're selfless. They're loving. They're compassionate people with a ton of education. So what the hell, right? It's like, what's happening? What's going on? The problem is that parenting is not step parenting. Remarriage is not marriage. Step families are not intact biological families. 
So for as long as the approach that we are encouraged to take as stepmoms is that we're supposed to try and figure out how to make our stepfamily look like a tr- like an intact biological family. It's basically like we have been trying to play chess with the rules of checkers, right? We are not chess. We are checkers. We are not that basic. <laughs> we are not checkers. We are chess. So therapy is great, right? But unless you're working with somebody who's been specifically trained in the step family systems, it's probably only going to be able to help you up to a certain point. Okay? We've got a whole different beast on our hands. Right? Not to mention, right? Not to mention that in order to be able to get therapy for the kids, the other parent has to consent, which sometimes is legitimately impossible to make happen, unfortunately. And in order to be able to have couples therapy, couples therapy that works, your spouse has got to be on board with it and willing to do the work. And you've both got to be willing to do some really uncomfortable work in couples therapy, right? So it sounds like there's like a whole lot of fingers in the decision-making pie when it comes to therapy, right? And then... There's probably some of you listening to this right now who are thinking like, okay, but you've gone specifically to step family experts for advice. You've had coaching from a step family expert or you've joined a community that's for stepmoms or you've bought every single book for stepmoms ever written off Amazon. (laughs) Right? A lot of this stuff out there is super duper relatable. Like I can't deny that at all. All this other stuff by these other step family experts out there, it's really validating. It feels really good to know like, okay, I'm not crazy, right? It makes gals like you and I feel seen. It makes gals like you and I feel understood, like we're heard. Like these struggles that we're having are normal. But why is it, right? Here's me with these stinking old why questions again. Why is it that most people who have found this validation through like venting inside of another community or who have felt seen and heard and understood by a relatable blog post, a relatable podcast episode, and who've taken this information to their spouses and said, look, see, right? We aren't the only step family having these issues. And you told your spouse, see, were we? I'm not being unreasonable. We're, there's a whole bunch of people just like us. Look, here's this really validating blog post. <laughs> Read this. And I told you we need to make changes. Why is it that so many people never see any real progress in their step families? Why is it that even when you've started to appreciate the fact that step families play by a different set of rules, why is it that these changes that come from being validated, from being validated alone, don't typically produce any kind of real lasting long-term change. So this is one of the most important questions that you might ever contemplate. What is it costing you not to have the right kind of support as a stepmom? What has it already cost you not to have the right solutions? What might it cost you in the future 
not to have the right strategies necessary to create a cohesive, connected set family? What price have you already paid in terms of your health, your peace, your happiness? Has this hardship that you faced in your role as a set mom interfered with your career, with your personal goals, your personal dreams? Has it affected the relationships you have with other people you love, like your parents or your siblings or your friends? And there's no shame here. Hey, this is not your fault. This is not your fault if you are having a hell of a time blending. In fact, you know, I want to I wanna lean into the community here. I want to invite you to lean into the community here. So let's support each other. Let's let each other know what is uh, in, your, in your mind, in your life, what is the biggest price you feel like you've paid not to have the right kind of support so far? So I want you to go ahead and share it in the chat and then support each other, right? Tell each other, I see you. I feel that too. I've paid that price too. Because I want you to see, I need you to see just how common it is for stepmoms to not be supported. I want you to see collectively how big of a price that we are paying as a whole. Right? Look at your sisters around you. Look at what they're saying. Socially, culturally, stepmoms are seen as this like wicked, awful, terrible group of people. When here we are paying these huge prices, paying the prices of our health, paying the prices of our careers, paying the prices of our relationships, trying to figure this out and not knowing where to turn because somebody out there lied to us. They fed us really bad information as stepmoms. So why else are we having these experiences unless there's some sort of common thread that ties us together? Why is it, how is it possible that even with our best intentions, we're still paying this price, right? We're still paying the price of our health, our careers, our friendships. And most importantly, how can we change it? How can we change it? That's why we're here, right? That's why you're here tonight. How can we change this? So in order to make these changes... The first thing we're going to need to do is uncover what is this culprit, right? What is really causing this discord in your step family dynamic? What's really causing this outsider syndrome? What's really getting in the way of your peace, of your happiness, of your connection? And when you discover the root cause the root cause of why your spouse or why your stepkids or why their other parent are acting like hooligans in the first place. When you discover that root cause of what makes you feel so helpless in these situations, what makes you feel so hopeless in these situations, what is making you feel at the root, what is making you feel so unappreciated, so frustrated, so much like an outsider, that is what we call self-awareness. Okay. So I need you to write this down. 
Self-awareness is the process of identifying the root causes and not the symptoms of other people's behavior and the root causes of your own thoughts and your own feelings about that behavior. Let's say that again. I want you to write it down. This is important. Self-awareness is the process of identifying the root causes, not the symptoms, the root causes of other people's behavior and the root causes of your own thoughts, your own feelings about that behavior. Self-awareness is the only way you are going to be able to create permanent lasting changes in your stepfamily. Self-awareness is the only thing that's going to be able to leave you with this sense of peace and connection and respect that you deserve and that you came here tonight looking for. I'm going to show you more about this just in a minute, I promise. But the first place that we're going to have to start is back in 2015. And I just want to acknowledge all of the love y'all are giving each other in the chats. I want to acknowledge your bravery for sharing, your courage for sharing. Okay, this is... This is amazing, right? This is why I love this. This is why I love our community. Stepmom community, I mean, step queen community is like a whole different level, right? We're a whole different vibe. Look at this support. It's beautiful. Y'all are beautiful. Great job. So, you know, if you've ever felt like either something's got to change in your step family or you're freaking out of here, (laughs) Chances are pretty good that you're going to be able to relate to this next little bit. Okay. So it's back in 2015. My husband and I have been together long enough now that the honeymoon's over, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He wasn't my husband yet either by that point, which is a whole other bone of contention in itself, right? Who knows what I'm talking about, right? I wanted to get married. He was not having it. I wanted to have a baby. He was like, hell no dragging his feet not a chance are we having a baby so I felt back in 2015 I felt like I was in this like perpetual limbo I'm just waiting for the next chapter of my life to start and there he is just running around catering to his ex-wife and his son and me and my needs and my wants my hopes and my dreams are just simmering on the back burner waiting for things to level out do you know how freaking resentful and jealous and angry and straight up unimportant that made me feel like knowing your future is being dictated by a past that had nothing to do with you having that like visceral aching sadness when I looked into the mirror and wondered like why aren't you good enough for him Why was she good enough to marry? Why was she good enough to have a baby with? Why was she good enough to build a house with? Why was she good enough to take on vacations? But you're not, right? And by this point, like I felt like I had tried everything. By this point, I had ordered and read literally every single book on Amazon front to back that was written for stepmoms ever. I'd scavenged the internet for 
blog posts and forums and anything, right? Pinterest pins, Facebook groups. I was just trying to find some sort of a source, some sort of hope, some sort of answer, right? Give me the answer to my stepfamily woes. I looked long and hard for it. But nothing I found really was that helpful, okay? Most of it actually made me feel a lot worse than I did before I started ingesting this content. So basically the only thing I ended up taking away from the hours and hours and hours and hours that I'd spent locked in my bathtub researching like how do I blend my step family was that being a stepmom is hard. Being a stepmom sucks a lot, but your feelings don't matter as much as everybody else's. Because you basically sacrificed having any kind of an opinion when you chose to get into a relationship with somebody who already had kids. Who's heard that shit advice? (laughs) Drop me a shit emoji if you've heard that, right? If you've heard that this baloney, that your experience, your struggle, your perspective as a stepmom is irrelevant. It's awful, right? It's awful, And another thing I was having a hell of a time accepting was that basically everything that I read by the experts at the time, back a long time ago, was that this was just the way life was going to be now, right? Suck it up, buttercup. You're a grown woman. Figure it out. (laughs) Like, what? I'm sorry, what? Like, what the F? What the hell kind of help is that? What kind of support person says... You already knew your partner had kids. Therefore, your feelings and your experience are entirely invalid. (laughs) Suck it up. Go chug a bottle of wine, right? Like what the, what? So not only am I reading this in the literature, I'm reading that I'm just gonna have to deal with this, deal with the fact that my life was gonna suck from now until forever, or, what was more likely at this time until I left my partner. But in 2015, like back in 2015, I was in it, right? I was in it. I was up to my eyeballs and shit. Like I felt like I had two separate lives. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? The two separate life thing, like where you have the life where it's like you and your partner, the easygoing, fun, spontaneous life, And then you have the life where it's you and your partner and the kids and the ex and the in-laws and it's stressful and it's heavy and it's exhausting and it doesn't effing stop. And you've got nowhere to turn because none of your friends are stepmoms and everybody gives terrible advice. (laughs) So here I am. I'm at like one of the lowest points in my entire life. I've got two separate lives. And unfortunately for our blended dynamic... It also feels like my partner considers those lives to be separate as well. It's like he's two totally different people on our visitation weeks on compared to our weeks off. And it was infuriating because he never talks to me before he makes plans. Not only, not just any plan, but like plans that directly affect my life. He just does his thing with his ex-wife, does his thing with his son, arranges their life, makes sure everything's comfortable and easy for them, and then tells me afterward, right? Whose partner does this? Oh, thanks for telling me. 
Thanks for not asking me again. Right. Because not, not like my partner ever did at the time, but if he would have cared about or considered my opinions on parenting, then it would have been pretty obvious to him how differently we felt about how to raise kids and what sorts of parenting tactics and techniques and strategies produce nice, good, responsible kids. And because of how differently we viewed parenting and because of how differently I would raise kids compared to him, I had a really, 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 really hard time forming a good relationship with my stepson. And I'm going to say it now, right? It was by no fault of my stepson that he had no bedtime, that he had no rules, that he had no responsibility, that he had no consequences or chores or expectations. That was not his fault, right? However, something I've learned to be true over these years is that it's so much easier to blame the kids or blame the ex for why you're not happy than it is to confront your spouse. Why? Because blaming the kids, blaming the ex, blaming the in-laws for the problems that you're having in your step family, whether that's a little bit of blame, right? A little bit of passive aggressive shitty comment blame or a lot of blame, like the kind of blame that keeps you awake at night, eating in your stomach. Either way, it feels a lot safer to blame them than question the dynamics of your romantic relationship with this person who you love so much. Like you are going through hellfire for this person. You love this person. And it doesn't feel very good to question that. So it was safe for me to hate his ex for wanting more money yet again so she could go on another vacation, right? While she dumped my stepson off at our house for undefined amounts of time. But it didn't feel safe for me at the time to say to my spouse, like, we need to have a conversation about how we're designating our household finances and set some boundaries around that. It didn't feel safe because he wouldn't hurt it, right? It was safer for me to be angry at my stepson for not liking my cooking and to be angry at him for not clearing his dishes because it didn't feel safe for me at the time to say to my spouse, I feel unappreciated. I feel completely taken advantage of. I feel like a glorified babysitter who's just been expected to take on all this extra responsibility. And I didn't ask for it. I didn't sign up for this. But I couldn't say that. Right? It didn't feel safe for me to say to my spouse that the time and the energy and the money that I just was expected to invest on his family was completely out of whack and nothing I wanted to do. And that very rare time that I did muster up enough courage to be like, okay, listen, we need to have a conversation about this thing. This thing in our staff family is really not working for me. And I've been sitting on it for so long that I think I gave myself an ulcer. <laughs> Every single time it would end up in a fight. Every single time. Who knows what that's like? Who's ever had the thought like, the only time that you ever fight with your spouse is when it has something to do with their, their first family. So eventually, the way I started coping with my stepfamily misery was 
I walked on eggshells when things would bother me. I locked myself in the bathroom every other weekend when my stepson would visit. I chugged a bottle of wine in my bathtub while searching to the ends of the internet for this solution, right? I'm like, there's got to be something out there that's going to help me fix these step family problems. And something I realized in retrospect, right? Something I wish that this future version of me, like me, I wish I could like beam a message back to myself in 2015 and tell myself this. Tell myself for each day that passes that you are not intentionally working toward the life that you want. For each day that passes that you are a bystander in your life. You're moving closer and closer and closer to a very, very dark place. And it's going to be really hard to get out of it. If you're not in the solution, you are in the problem. And I spiraled, right? I just kept spiraling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the problem. My resentment was building. My anger was just festering, poisoning me. And I had this unrelenting thought of, is this really what your life is going to look like from now on? I just got louder and louder and louder in my mind. The distance between me and my stepson grew. It started to seep into the relationship I had with my partner. My relationship was crumbling. My friendships were crumbling. I was doing shitty at work. I was so distracted. And I was a nurse at the time, right? I was a registered nurse at the time. Like that's not the place you want to be distracted at. People's lives are in your hands, lady. Get it together. I really started to wonder though, you know, like how much longer can I do this for? And I started to really understand that statistic that two in every three step families fail because this is bullshit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And this love that I had for my husband stopped being enough. It stopped being enough to get me through this misery that I was living in. And then it finally happened, right? It finally happened. It all came to a head. This was like the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. So it's 2015. We're just heading into the summer. School's letting out, right? We all love summer vacation stuff. And so my husband goes ahead and makes plans with his ex-wife about visitation over summer holidays. And do you think he talked to me first? So without consulting me, without considering me before he finalized plans that directly significantly impacted my life, my husband tells his ex-wife, oh, no problem. My stepson can stay with us for an entire month straight during summer holidays. No problem. And proceeds to tell my stepson immediately after. So there's no changing it, right? You can't tell, you, you can't tell your kid he's coming to stay for a month and be like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Brittany doesn't want you here, right? And so this is the moment. This is the moment I had a fight with my husband that you never want to have. The moment that all this grief and pain and sadness and anger and resentment and jealousy and guilt and shame you've been holding inside for way too long literally comes erupting out of you like lava 
And when I finished screaming at him, how much I hate being a stepmom, how much I hate being a part of a step family. That my life has been reduced to having no say in who I am or what I want because his first family always takes priority over me. That I've become reduced to this shell of a woman who felt hardly any joy in anything anymore. I say it. I throw my hands up in the air. Tears pouring down my face. Exhaustion and grief and rage literally like suffocating me. I look him dead in the face. I can hear my heart, you know, thumping in my ears. I can feel this adrenaline coursing through my veins. And I say it. We're fucking done. This relationship is over. I want out. I can't do this for one more second. And I can still remember, you know, I can still remember once I say it, that silence that follows. It was like somebody pressed mute. They turn off all the sound in the room. The weight of what I just say is hanging in the air. And if you've ever found yourself in a situation like this, if you've ever had this fight, right, you probably know exactly what I mean when I say maybe the most agonizing part of all of it is that pause, that dead space, that deafeningly loud silence between what I said and what I'm waiting for him to say back. And then after what felt like an eternity, his face expressionless, finally, he finally responds. And this thing that he said, this six-word phrase that he said, it changed the course of my life, of our lives forever and ever. And he looks me right in the eye. His voice is like just above a whisper. And he says, Brittany, if you really mean that, if you really want to separate, fine. I won't stop you. But wherever you go, you will be there. Wherever you go, you will be there. My life today is infinitely different because of those six words. Those six words sent me down a really, really long, beautiful, painful, magical, heart-wrenching path of growth and healing and learning and forgiving not just my husband for having a life before me. Not just my stepson for not being the kind of kid I thought he should be. Not just my husband's ex-wife for being a stay-at-home mom who collects a massive support check every month. But also forgiving myself. How? How did this happen? I got to know myself on a level I never even knew existed. 
what made me tick, what made me trigger, the things that made me me. And this transformation that I went through, right? This like literal metamorphosis that I went through, it brought me to the most priceless realization. And I want to share that realization with you here today. Because this is the thing that separates the wicked from the peaceful. That realization is that the more self-awareness you have, the more fulfillment you'll end up creating in your life. And the more connected your step-family relationships will become. Over the past four years that I've been sitting on this side of the microphone, I've been able to help thousands of stepmoms just like you to do the same. Cultivate self-awareness, create deep personal fulfillment, get to a place of comfort and ease and connection in their step-family relationships and beyond. Like Anne, right? Anne was able to move from this like self-proclaimed, super awkward, self-conscious stepmom who was like terrified every time her stepkids came over because she didn't know what her role was. She didn't know how to be with kids. She was like, I never babysat, <laughs> right? And every time she tried to tell her husband how she felt about his kids, they'd end up in some sort of like agonizing emotional gridlock. But now Anne's able to have wonderful and enriching and authentic conversations with her stepkids, something she never thought was going to be possible. She's able to, and I quote, help her stepkids and give to them from a place of truly wanting to give to them. And like our friend Amanda, Amanda used to be full of resentment. She said she was full of resentment because she never felt appreciated for all the stuff that she did for her husband, for her stepson, for her stepson's mom. And she did a lot for them. But now she doesn't have any resentment anymore. She's learned how to say yes only when it feels good and feels right to her. Not because she feels like she has to just to keep the peace. And cherry on top, Amanda doesn't suffer from anxiety anymore when the phone rings and the ex calls. And Christy, right? Christy says her anxiety has gone from a 10 out of 10 every single day, 10 out of 10 anxiety before she joined the step story. And now she says it's a 5 out of 10 on bad days. And hear this. Two out of 10 on good days, okay? 10 out of 10 every day to two out of 10 anxiety on good days. Hello, right? Why? Why did this happen? Because she learned the tools to be a better, stronger, happier person. And like Sarah, right? Sarah went from having this, these self-proclaimed stepmom tantrums. She says, I used to have stepmom tantrums. She didn't like to have to share her partner with her stepkids. She used to look for any excuse that she could find to avoid having to spend time at home on their visitation weeks. And now she is a stepmom coach. Now she helps stepmoms who have very similar experiences to you and I and everybody on this call. And do you want to know what these tools are? Do you want to know what these tools that Sarah and Christy and Amanda and Anne learned 
the one thing they all have in common, they've all developed one crucial thing, self-awareness. Self-awareness is this process, right, of identifying root causes, not the symptoms, the root causes of everybody else's behavior and the root cause of your thoughts, your feelings about that behavior. Self-awareness is the only way you are going to be able to create permanent lasting changes in your stepfamily that actually leaves you with a sense of peace and connection and respect that you deserve. Anything else is just a Band-Aid. And we all need Band-Aids sometimes, right? Like sometimes we need a Band-Aid. Sometimes you just got to stop the bleeding. But wouldn't it be better if you could just eliminate the cause of the injury in the first place? So where do we begin? Great question. So at this point, you're beginning to realize just how important self-awareness work is going to be if you want to create more personal fulfillment, better relationships with your spouse, better relationships with your stepkids, their other parent. And if you want to be a happy stepmom in a happily blended stepfamily where everyone feels safe and welcome and respected and heard. So before we go any further, I want to make sure that self-awareness work really is going to be a good fit for you. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions that it's going to help you to determine if this is in fact the best right only next step for you at this time to create the kind of life that you want to create. Because only you know what's important to you, right? Only you know what your hopes and your dreams and your goals and your values are. Only you know what happily ever after looks like in your world. You are the expert of your own life. Only you are going to know if this is it, okay? So, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to offer these questions to you, to you. Um, am I the only overthinker here? Am I the only overthinker who would be like, well, that one is a sometimes or a sort of like, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> That's me. Okay. So if you're an overthinker like me, there are no maybes, there are no sort ofs. It's just a simple yes or no. Okay. It's a sort of or if it's sort of, or if it's sometimes, then that means yes. No means no. Everything else means yes. Okay. So you can keep track of these questions. Um, <laughs> you can use track of these. Again, I lost it because I laughed at April. You're funny, April. Um, you can keep track of these questions using the worksheet in your workbook. Or you can just count on your fingers if you want to, whatever you like. Um, there's little tick boxes in your work in your workbook if you get the worksheet for this. Or like I said, you can write them in a journal. You can count them on your fingers, whatever you want to do. So yes or no, okay? No maybe, no sometimes, yes, no. <laughs> Let it be easy. So question number one, everybody ready? Question number one, <clears throat> Do you have one or more stressful relationships in your stepfamily? Wait, let me say it again. Do you have one or more relationships in your stepfamily that you would describe as stressful, complicated, and or high conflict? Okay. 
And I need you to remember here that you have a relationship with every single person who is a part of your step family, regardless of whether you like each other, regardless of whether you speak, you still have some sort of association, some sort of a tie to them, which means you are in relationship with that person, okay? Regardless of how how much you talk. So do you have one or more relationships in your step family you would describe as stressful, complicated, or high conflict? Question two, have you tried following other advice for stepmoms in the form of books, blogs, podcasts, forums, etc.? And even though you might have found some validation or a sense of belonging or a sense of reassurance that what you're going through as a stepmom is normal, you still feel like you haven't been able to make any permanent or significant or long lasting changes to your step family dynamic. Question three, is there a part of you that feels like you don't know who you are anymore? Like you've lost touch with your personal hopes, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. Question four, is there a part of you that believes that if it wasn't for a certain member or members of your step family, that most of your problems would disappear? Question five, do you find it difficult to identify your needs, communicate your needs, and get your needs met? Now, a good indicator of this, a good indicator of your ability to identify and get your needs met is how much resentment you feel. The more resentment you have, the less aware and responsive you are to your needs. Okay, And that's okay. It's not a shame thing. This is a good thing to be doing this, this assessment. Okay. Number six, have you ever thought that your life would be so much freaking better if you would have met your partner first? Question seven, would you agree that becoming a stepmom has cost you more time, more energy, or and or more money than you're comfortable with? Question eight, would you agree that becoming a stepmom has negatively affected your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and or relational health? Question nine, do you feel judged, unwelcome, or like you can't fully be yourself in your home all the time? Question 10, because of the additional physical and mental load that you've taken on as a stepmom, have you ever suffered from or come close to burnout? Question 11, do you believe that there's a right and a wrong way to do things and that a lot of the problems in your step family have to do with other people doing things wrong? Right. For example, there's a right and wrong way to parent. There's a right and wrong way to feed kids. There's a right and wrong way to live life, etc. There's a right and wrong way for the ex to spend their support check. So do you believe there's a right and wrong way to do things and that a lot of problems in your step family have to do with other people doing things wrong? And last but not least, number 12. 
is there a part of you that entertains the thought of leaving your spouse and starting over with somebody who has less history to bring along to your relationship? So in other words, like, have you ever had the thought, if my spouse and I ever split up, I'm never going to be with somebody who has kids ever again. So you can go ahead and tally those up and then go ahead and let me know in the chat how many of those were yeses for you. Each of those questions is directly related to self-awareness. 12, 10, 11, 12, 8. Okay, thanks everyone for sharing. Each of these questions, okay, is directly related to, directly tied in with a direct reflection of self-awareness. So the more yes answers you had, this is a good thing, okay? The more yes answers that you had, the more likely it is that this self-awareness work that we are covering here over this series is going to make a huge difference in your life. So I want you, don't get into shame. Don't get into, I'm doing this wrong. Don't get into, I'm failing. I need you to see this from a place of you are in the right place and self-awareness work can and will change your life. Self-awareness work can and will help you. And that is an amazing thing that you are here receiving that help. Because like I asked at the beginning, why do we as women refuse to receive help when it's offered? Allow yourself to receive this. Allow yourself to lean into this. Know that you are in the right place. You are doing the right thing. Okay. So self-awareness is going to give you the opposite of those questions. Self-awareness is going to give you your identity back. It's going to give you your relationship back. It's going to give you your peace. It's going to give you your happiness. Why? Right? Because, my friend, every single question that I asked is a symptom of deeper-rooted problems. And what does self-awareness give you? Self-awareness gives you the root. Self-awareness gives you the root cause of that symptom. If you pull the head off a weed, right? If you have a dandelion in your front yard and you pluck the little yellow head off, your lawn will look better for a couple of days until the roots push up another ugly little bugger or four a few days later. You got to get to the root. You got to pull the root out. And now that you know... The more self-awareness you have, the more personal fulfillment you'll be able to get in your life, the more connected and authentic and intimate your relationships can be. You're probably starting to wonder, okay, like what is that root cause? What are these root causes? How do I get to this root cause? And that's a really great question to be asking. Okay, that's a really great question to be asking. And that's why in the next training happening next Tuesday, 
at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm going to be walking you through a really powerful, really profound exercise called the Time Energy Money Matrix. So you're gonna be able to start to identify for yourself what is at the root, right? What is at the root of the biggest stresses in your step family and beyond? And it's probably not what you think. So I will see you there next week, same place, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining in with me tonight. I appreciate you all so very much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for supporting each other. Thank you for receiving this help as it's offered to you. Um, I really would like to, you know, I would really would like to hear from you in the group let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Let me know what your biggest aha moment was. Let me know, you know, what you're most excited to get to the root of anything. Just while you, this is still fresh in your mind, go ahead and post in the group. And like I said, support each other, lean into each other, show each other that you are here for each other to support each other. And you know what it is like to be in each other's shoes. Okay. You guys are amazing. I hope you learned a whole ton tonight. I'll see you all in the group, post, share, ask questions if you've got them, work on your bingo cards. Um, yeah, great work tonight. 